Hey Driven Mofos, if you ever wanna have the video version of this podcast, which usually has more effects, visuals, graphs, and helps you to retain more of the information that I share, then check out my YouTube channel. I also share bonus in-depth training behind the scenes from some of our live events, plus interviews from some of the country's most successful people. So if you haven't already subscribed to my YouTube channel, then check it out via the link in the description of the podcast. Remember to subscribe to get the latest stuff. This is probably one of the biggest factors that most business owners and even just people in general don't think about that will hinder their success or help them to succeed at a greater level. Welcome to The Underestimated Entrepreneur, where we talk about how to get the best out of yourself and how to build a life that you can't wait to get out of bed and live each day. This podcast is my attempt at documenting my journey, sharing my insights and what I've learned from being the private mindset and mental performance coach to some of the country's top athletes, rich listers, entrepreneurs, and running events for tens of thousands of people on how to better themselves and those around them. This is for those driven to achieve more in life, but are often underestimated by those around them. This podcast is my attempt at helping you prove your doubters wrong. Please enjoy. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about one of the most critical factors that is going to hinder or help your success, and that is your relationship and how you navigate that relationship with your communication and your effectiveness as a team because it's probably going to be one of the biggest breaks or roadblocks that you have on the way to achieving great things within your own life. Driven Mofos, welcome back to another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. In this episode, I am going to smash some of you right in the head with a stick. And that is because you probably haven't really thought about the relationship that you've got yourself in with your intimate partner and how that is hindering your success or how it is helping you to achieve great things. And these are some of the things that I've learned on my journey. And I know I've spoken about this every now and again in some of these episodes, but it is so important. This last week alone, I've had conversations with multiple business owners that feel stuck and they're afraid and they're stressing out and they're frustrated because their intimate partner doesn't understand what it really takes to achieve great things in their business. Yet they want to have the lifestyle of the rich and the famous, but they don't want their partner to work hard to be able to achieve that. And that there is a massive handbrake. And so I really wanted to tackle this just head on. And for some of you, it's going to feel like you've been rammed by a goat or a ram and you've just been smashed in your skull. Because if you want to achieve great things, you have to check in with yourself. And for me personally, I know that from a young age, I wanted to do great things in life. I didn't know how. I didn't have the networks of people around me. I felt like a loser. But there was something inside of me that burned great enough to realize that I could be doing so much better in my life. And I would assume that if you're listening to this podcast, you're very similar. And so it really led me to ask a question, what am I prepared to do to achieve the things that I want to be able to do within my life? And now I love traveling. I love hanging out with really cool people. I love learning. I love teaching. So the question is, what am I really dedicated to within my own life? And it is those things. That's my dedication to life. Now, in my intimate relationship, I didn't realize this when Jess and myself started dating 13, almost 14 years ago, and maybe it'll be 14 years. You know, I just enjoyed hanging out with this person. And then eventually it develops more into a proper relationship. Then, you know, nine years down the track, we get engaged. I think 11 years down the track or 10 years down the track, we end up getting married. And through that time, there have been a lot of challenges. There's been a lot of challenges in communication, but there's also been a lot of tests. Jess tested me a lot with my communication because I was a shitty communicator. And because I was a shitty communicator, she would often get frustrated with me because I wanted to achieve these great things. I would go out and party. I would be pulling, not all-nighters, but I would get home at five o'clock in the morning knowing that I had shit to do the following day. But I had an excuse because these were business associates and stuff like that. And I wanted to hang out with them. And so she would grill me on that stuff. And I felt like she was holding me back. 
Now, I don't think she was holding me back. Now, when I look back, I think she was actually holding me accountable to the things that I really wanted within my own life. If I said business was important and she saw that I wasn't living up to that standard or that expectation, then she would pull me up on it. There are some people who are listening to this who say my family's important, but if you spend fuck all time with your family or you're hanging out with your family and the whole time you're thinking about business and all of that stuff, then you're not really dedicated to your family. You're dedicated to your business because you're thinking about business the whole time. And that's an honest conversation that needs to happen. Or you need to be more transparent with your partner when there's shit going on in the business and talk to them about it. Because if not, they're going to pull you up on it. They're going to call you on your shit when you get home from work and say, family's everything, family's important to me. You know, when you're talking to friends and you say, oh, family's everything, yet at the same time, you're at work for 15 hours a day, you get home and you're an absolute dickhead to be around because all you are is frustrated, distracted and caught in your own head because you're not dealing with the shit that you need to deal with at work. And then you're sitting there like a fucking mute and your intimate partner's trying to have a conversation with you and you're all frustrated and you're stuck in your head. Of course, they're going to call you on it. Of course, they're going to be pissed off. Of course, they're going to be annoyed. But it's because you're lying to not only yourself, you're lying to them as well about what's really important in your own life. And most people lie to themselves. I hear speakers say this shit all the time. Some of the top personal development speakers in the world get up on stage and they go, oh, money's not really important to me. It's not a driver, blah, blah, blah. Yet at the same time, they're making hundreds of millions of dollars or even tens of millions of dollars saying money's not important. What they're really saying is that I'm ashamed to admit to my audience that business and money and wealth creation is important to me. And they're lying to their audience. When they lie to their audience, their audience then start to lie to themselves as well because they think that money is a bad word and it's a bad thing when it's not. It's just an exchange of value. And so I hear people lie to themselves and lie to others all the fucking time, which is why I try to get people to come to Thrive Time because the clearer you are with yourself, the clearer you can be with others. The more congruent you are with yourself, the more congruent you'll be with other people. In fact, I was driving yesterday, or actually I had a training session with one of the people who comes to our events and we're just having a chat and we were talking and I said, You know, I think one of the biggest challenges you've got right now with your growth in your career is that you're not being 100% transparent and honest with who you really are and what you want to be. And I called him on it and he said, do you know, I guess I'm just scared because my audience and all the people who follow me and I won't give away too much, but he said all the people who follow me and everything like that expect me to be a certain way, but that's what I've displayed. If I change that, I'm just afraid of that I might lose some of those people. And I said, but at the same time, you're not getting the results that you want within your own career that you want. And if you were more transparent and more honest with yourself and you were more congruent with your audience about who you really are, you'd probably have a bigger audience. And that'd be the people that you enjoy hanging out with. So I really believe that life consistently tests us to be congruent. And every time we run outside of our lane, something comes back in to smash us back in place. And in our intimate relationship, when we're saying one thing but acting a different way, Our intimate partner is going to call us on that shit. That's what they do. That's a proper intimate relationship that is based on love or moving towards the idea of love. Now, all relationships start out as a passionate relationship. If you haven't listened to my stuff before, or if you haven't come to my Thrive Time event, then you'll know that the word passion means to suffer. So if you go and look at the history of the word or the etymology of the word, which etymology is the history and the meaning of the word, the word passion means to suffer. And the reason why we suffer when we're following our passions or when we do things that we're passionate about is because we're ignorant. We only see an upside without a downside. So when you first start dating somebody, you see all their upsides without their downsides. And when we date, we tend to hide all of our downsides and all of our negatives, and we overemphasize our upsides. That's why we groom ourselves. We wash all of our junk. You know, we look after ourselves. 
But as we're in a relationship, people start putting on weight. They start, you know, acting differently. They start behaving differently. You know, they start crapping with the door open. They start, you know, leaving shit around the house and all of this sort of stuff. Whereas when you first start dating, you want to show the best of yourself. But over time, that other side of you comes out. The goal of that, though, is you go from a passionate relationship and you're growing towards love. Now, true love, the definition of true love is a balance point between positive and negative. So when a mother or a father loves their children, they know that their children are both a benefit and a drawback. They know that their kids are both their dream and their nightmare at the same time. So true love is a balance point. And that's where we understand the authentic person. You can't understand the authentic person when they're only showing one side of themselves. They're only half of themselves. And so when we do something that we're passionate about, we only see the upsides without the downsides. These are like the people that I meet and they go, I would love to start a business because when you've got a business, you can do what you want, when you want, how you want, and you make all this money. And I'm like, holy shit, you have not seen the other side of business. The long hours, the stressful nights, dealing with shitty customers, you know, dealing with problems, cash flow issues, systems problems. Like every day as a business owner, you wake up and you solve problems and you go to bed and you do the same thing the next day. That's business. And if you enjoy that, that's what you enjoy. The same as people who look at someone on Instagram and see a six pack and a big chest or this amazing booty bum and, and they go, oh, I would love to have a booty bum like that. You know, they must, it must just be so easy for them. They're so attractive without realizing that they are calorie controlled diet, that they're going to the gym for an hour to two a day. They are setting their training up on, you know, two, three, four week schedules where they're lifting heavy and then they're reducing their volume and all that sort of stuff. So they've got the right training program. They're investing a lot in their beauty, their tans and all that sort of stuff. They're probably just chewing through cash to look a certain way. That's a lot of commitment. They don't see that because when you're passionate, you only see the upside without the downside. You see the result without the work. Okay, that's really what it is. Or when you're dating somebody, you see their best sides without their drawbacks. But as you start living together, you start to see their drawbacks and it becomes obvious that they also have some benefits. But over time, you actually start forgetting their good sides and you start to see more of their negatives. Over time, you work through that and you become more in love with the individual because you see more of the whole person, not just part of the person. Okay, The things that used to piss me off and irritate me about Jess are all the things that I laugh at now and the things that I benefit from in our relationship because she is that way. So she brings a whole new experience to our relationship that I didn't have before. For instance, she's very slow and methodical in the way she does things. That used to piss me off and irritate me. Now I see that as being a huge benefit because in the business, we need someone who's slow and methodical. We need someone who reads between the lines. But she also needs someone that just goes for stuff, that puts it all on the line, that pushes hard, that's more entrepreneurial, that'll go for things. That's what she needed within her life. And together, we work together as a team. But the things that I used to get frustrated at are actually the things that I now see as a benefit to our relationship. So if you're in a relationship and you're only showing part of yourself, you don't know how to communicate effectively, you're unclear on your values, then of course you're gonna be getting held back by that individual or feeling held back by that individual. And so this week alone, I've seen multiple people or I've spoken to multiple people who are at breaking point in their relationship because they wanna build a business, they wanna have a great life, but at the same time, they feel like their intimate partner is holding them back. Their intimate partner wants them to be home at five o'clock at night every night to have the family dinner and all that stuff, but also expects to make $200,000, $250,000 a year as a business owner and having this successful business and being able to buy the Range Rover and go on holidays with the family and all this sort of stuff, but they don't want them to work. That's fucking ridiculous. That's most of society though. I mean, Jess used to be a little bit like that and we had to sit down and have a conversation. I said, look, you either want to fly business class or you want to fly economy. You want to go and stay in five-star or six-star hotels or you want to go and stay in three-star hotels or you know a caravan park. 
like, what lifestyle do you want? And she said, well, I want this type of lifestyle. And I said, good, me too. But in order to get that type of lifestyle, this is what it really takes. And if you want an average life and to just be like the average, right, there's more seats in economy on a plane than there is in business class. And there's more business class seats than first class seats. Why? Because more people in our society will fly economy than fly business class. Why? Because they can't afford business class. That's just the hierarchy of society. So you can't do and be like everybody else if you want to not live like everybody else. You can't have the McLaren and expect to just have weekends and public holidays and do the same shit that everybody else does and go out drinking every night with your friends and smash a bottle of wine when you get home from work and you know chill out on the couch and not really put in the effort and the energy. You can't do that. There's a reason why. There is a limited amount of people who drive McLarens. There is a reason why there is a limited amount of people who fly business class and first class. There's a reason why there is way more motels than six-star hotels around the world. Why? Because most people in our society aren't prepared to do what it takes in order to get to that level. Now, if you're in an intimate relationship and you want to get to that level, then you need to have that conversation with your partner open honestly. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. A lot of my friends and a lot of my family are more than happy to fly economy and they're more than happy to live that type of lifestyle. That's the lifestyle that they want. And that's fine. But it's about being transparent about it. You can't have one and have the other at the same time. And a lot of business owners feel trapped by their intimate partner because their intimate partner wants the lifestyle and the outcome and the results of someone that works really, really hard and is very entrepreneurial and takes risks. But at the same time, they don't want to take risks. They don't want to put it all on the line. They don't want someone that works hard. They want someone that's home at five o'clock every night. They want someone that's at home on the weekends and all that sort of shit. Now, you might be able to do that if you've been working for a long, long time. There are a few unicorn entrepreneurs out there who can actually do that at a younger age. Some of my friends are in their early 20s and early 30s and they can be at home whenever they want because they've already built and sold a hundred, two hundred, three hundred million dollar business. They're a fucking unicorn. They're probably one in a hundred million people. The chances that the majority of people who start businesses are going to be like that are very, very low, right? They're unicorns. The truth is that it's hard to build a business. The truth is that 56% of businesses in Australia fail within four years. The truth is that the majority of businesses will never even make a million dollars a year in annual turnover or annual revenue, which means the business owner is almost stuck in the business and they're going to have to be the worker and the business owner. That's the majority of businesses. The majority of business owners aren't going to be able to live the lifestyle of the rich and the famous. They just can't. Not when the business is that size and they want to have weekends off and public holidays and all that stuff. And so if you're sitting there listening to this and you want to go big and play big and your intimate partner wants to play big also, but they expect you to fit in like their friends that work nine to five jobs or have government jobs or they work for somebody else or they've got this little small business that's got two staff members like old mate who's a plumber who makes a little bit more than the average plumber because they've got their own business. But at the same time, they've got more responsibility because they've got to do accounting. They've got to do the admin. They're answering phones all the time and all that sort of shit. Well, of course they can go from being a plumber that makes $150,000 a year working for someone to someone who's now a plumber making $200,000 a year because they've actually taken on three other job roles. That's why they're making $200,000 a year. That's it. You need to understand this. And most people who are in an intimate relationship that are entrepreneurial and business owners don't have honest conversations with their partner. They don't sit them down and ask effective questions. They tell them shit. They say, well, I have to work. I have to do this stuff. And their partner goes, fuck you. You don't have to work. You don't have to do all this shit. But it's because they haven't linked in their own head the lifestyle that they want and the work and the effort and the energy that goes into it. It's just two people who are shit communicators trying to get a point across. 
And then I hear business owners say all the time, my fucking wife doesn't understand or my fucking husband doesn't understand. Well, of course they don't because you're shit at communication. That's why they don't understand, right? Get better at communication. That makes you a better leader. When you're a better leader, if you can't even lead your fucking wife, how are you going to lead a team of people in your business? Stupid, right? This is why most businesses fail and are shit because the business owner is a poor communicator. They don't know how to get a point across to others. And if they can't do it to their family and their intimate partner, then how are they going to do it to a staff member? Their intimate partner is invested in the business. They want the business to do well because they get the benefits of the upside of the business doing well. A staff member doesn't give a fuck. Okay, that as long as they get a paycheck in most cases, most staff don't care. Yet most business owners will try to communicate more effectively with their staff than their intimate partner. And then they complain about their intimate partner being the handbrake in their life and in their business and saying, but my partner doesn't understand. Well, why would they? They're not entrepreneurial, number one. They probably grew up with a whole bunch of average people and average people doing average shit. And average shit looks like nine to five work. They have weekends off, they have public holidays off, they have Christmas holidays off. Their friends, they see that one friend that goes off overseas and goes on a holiday with their family and goes, oh, our family's shit because it's not like that. And now they start to feel crap and resentful that they can't go on this holiday like their friends can. And so they've got all these comparisons and all this sort of stuff. Our job as entrepreneurial type people is to learn how to communicate better and to be effective leaders. And so we need to communicate with our intimate partner around what's really important in our lives. Driven mofos, I'm guessing that you found out about this podcast because someone shared it with you, posted it on their Insta stories, tweeted it, or something like that. I hope you're enjoying the podcast and getting a heap of value from it, just like those who shared it with you. As you know, I don't run any paid ads or sponsorship on this podcast, as it's my goal to get good information out to the world for free. The only thing that I'd ask from you is that you continue to pay it forward by sharing this episode and letting others know about what we do in this podcast so that we can keep growing this amazing community of driven mofos. So please keep the good karma rolling and share this episode with someone or just share it on your socials. And I've said to so many business owners, does your wife or husband love you or do they love the idea of you? Because if they love you, they should know that entrepreneurship and business is important, that you want to live a certain way, that you want to do a certain things and there's a certain commitment that's involved in that. And that then needs a good quality conversation, which is you might need to ask your intimate partner, what do you want in life? Do you want to have the burger from McDonald's or do you want to have the burger from the Ritz? Do you want to stay at a caravan park in a cabin? Okay, it might be nice every now and again, but is that the lifestyle that you want for the rest of your life? Or do you want to travel around the world in business class and stay in six-star hotels? It's up to you. Do you want to drive around in a brand new nice car every five years? That's an $80,000, $150,000 car? Or are you cool just driving around in your old beat-up car that you've had for the last 20 years? And when it breaks down, we freak out that we've got no money. What do you want? How much money do you want in the bank? These are the conversations that most couples don't have, especially business owners. And I don't know why. It's probably one of the most important conversations you'll ever have. What health do you expect? Like I meet so many people and they go, well, I want good health. And I go, what does that cost? And they're like, oh, I don't fucking know. Well, if you're going to go get Botox in your face, what does that cost every month on average? Average it out over a year. What does fake tan cost to get your tan done? How much do you want to spend on clothes? What's the dream outcome on clothes? Do you want to spend... $3,000 a year on clothes? Or do you want to spend $100,000 a year on clothes? When you travel, do you want to spend $2,000 a year on travel with the family? Or do you want to go out and spend $50,000 a year or $100,000 a year on travel with the family? And do you want to not even notice that it hits the bank account? Like if you want to go out and spend hundred grand a year on travel and you're flying business class with the whole family and all that sort of stuff, cool, go and do that. But admit to yourself and talk about it, about how you're going to do it. Jess and I speak about this stuff. And Jess knows that I'm going to be working most of my life seven days a week. And I work long hours. 
And I also enjoy just going out in the middle of the day and having coffees with people, but normally they're business associates or people that are helping me to grow my mission. Jess also knows that in my own life, that I'm dedicated to my mission. I'm not dedicated to her. I'm not dedicated to my family. I'm not dedicated to anybody else. Now, for some of you who are listening to this, you're probably thinking, what a prick. But the truth is that my mission has been the thing that's driven me from a kid. My mission has been the thing and trying to figure this shit out and the way that I live life has been something that's been with me for a long, long time. It was there before Jess and it's still there today and it drives me harder than ever. And I want someone who's my ride or die person to sit beside me and go, let's fucking do this. I want to know that when I get kicked in the face in business, that I've got a partner that will sit there on the floor eating you know, two minute noodles if we have to because we just got our ass handed to us. I want someone who's my ride or die person. I don't want someone who's there for me for the wins and then fucks off in the losses. That's not the person that I want who I want by my side. And that's the person that I married. Okay, and Jess and I have been through a lot of really tough times, but we have open conversations about this stuff. And there have been times where Jess has pressed me on this. And there have been a few times back in the past, not over the last couple of years, not since we've been married, but before we were married, there were a couple of times where Jess said to me, it's either me or the business. And I would say to her, you don't want to make me make that decision, okay? Because that's not a decision that I want to make. But if I have to make that decision, it's not going to go in her favor. I was always honest about that. But I think that most people lie to themselves. They lie to people around them. They lie about what's important. They lie about their values. Like I go into businesses all the time. They have shit like integrity as one of their values. We're integral. What the fuck does that mean when the business owner can't even have a decent conversation with their intimate partner or their kids about what's important to them in life? That's not integrity. That's just lying to yourself. And most people lie to themselves. So look, I hope this episode is the kick in the face that some of you have needed to have an open and honest conversation. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be tough. And some of you will be scared. I've been scared having those conversations with Jess. And I think I'm a fairly decent communicator. There are times where I have to bring things up with her that I know are going to trigger and set her off. So I have to learn how to frame better. I have to learn how to set up the conversation in the right way. I also know that there's no point having a conversation when both of us are heated. We're better off going out and having a coffee at a cafe somewhere and be in a nice environment and have an open and honest conversation where I ask questions and let her talk and I listen. And then she can ask me questions and I talk and she listens instead of just doing it when you know you get home from work and your partner's fucked off and you're triggered and they're triggered and then you're both yelling at each other and you're saying, well, you know what? This is what I want. And they're not even listening. That's just stupid. That's not an effective way to have a conversation. Okay, you've probably heard one of these episodes before. If you haven't gone back and heard this episode, I highly recommend that you do it. It's one of my early conversations where I had the conversation with my dad about how to communicate effectively. And one of the most effective communication tools I've ever come across, which is one that I made up, is ask questions and shut the fuck up. If you want to be a great communicator, ask questions and shut the fuck up and listen. Most people can't shut their mouth because they're too busy trying to talk and to say what they want without a consideration of letting the other person talk. If you want to talk these things through with your partner, ask questions and shut the fuck up and let them talk. So I would ask Jess, do you want to stay in a caravan when we go on holidays and travel around the country in a caravan? Or would you rather go and fly business class and travel around the world in five or six star hotels? What do you want? And she would tell me what she wanted. I'd listen to her. And then there were other things where, you know, I would say, well, you know, what do you think that that takes? And she would go, well, I guess, you know, we need to have a successful business. And I go, what does that take? She goes, well, I guess we need to put in the hours. And I go, okay, yep, that's fair enough. Okay, what do you think's working now? What do you think aren't working? Like, you have to learn how to ask good questions. 
if you don't do that, you will naturally make statements. And when you make statements, you block the person's way of thinking. So if I say to you, what does a good day look like? That's different. You're thinking now versus if I say, today's a good day because the sun was up, the grass was green, and I got to go out driving the car. That's what a good day looks like. For some of you, you're sitting there going, well, that's not a good day for me. The whole car thing doesn't resonate with me. So when you make a statement, normally it will start to force a person's brain to not think. Whereas when you ask a question, it opens a person up to think. So if you want to have good conversations with your partner or people around you, or if you're a leader and you've got a team or you're a business owner and you've got a team of people, the better you get at asking questions. And this is why I would recommend that if you want a better relationship, get to Thrive Time. Thrive Time will be one of the greatest things for your relationship, intimate relationship, and also your family. Thrive Time will also be one of the best things that you will ever do if you're a business owner or a leader or someone who has to manage people. Why? Because it teaches you the tools of how to navigate yourself, number one, but it also teaches you the core fundamental drivers of how people operate. And by using the process of potential, which is the balancing tool that I teach that keeps you mentally and emotionally balanced when you go out of whack, So if you've got emotions and you're flying off the handle or you're stressed or you're frustrated or you're overwhelmed or you keep chasing these fantasies that then throw you into ruts, if you use that tool, it actually helps you to ask better questions. So the more you use that tool, the better you get at question asking and navigating communication through questions, which then means that you can help other people think through things way more effectively. And in fact, Thrive Time has saved a lot of marriages, a lot of marriages. Okay, and some, it's actually forced the ending of them, but it's forced the ending of them in an intelligent and in a balanced way that before Thrive Time, it was going to end up in absolute carnage and absolute destruction. And they came because it was their last hope. And then they realized that their values don't align, their missions don't align, and they just have never really communicated effectively. And then they're able to stand there, shake each other's hand and go, you know what, let's stay friends. And they walked away from that relationship. We've had a couple of people that have done that, not many, but a couple have, but there have been way more that we've saved by this. Now, if you're an entrepreneur, you have to be transparent around what you want, because if not, you will never get what you want in your business. It has to be transparent. And if you're lying to yourself, I guarantee you're lying in your business around what it's going to take to get you to where you want to get to. Also, you're not going to be clear with staff. You're not going to be clear with vendors. The worst thing is you're not going to be clear with your intimate partner, and you're probably not going to be clear with your kids either. I hope this conversation helps. I wanted to share this because it's something that's come up quite a bit over the last couple of weeks when I've been talking to people. I just want to share. If you've loved this episode, please remember to share it with friends, share it on socials. I hope this episode helps a few of you out there because it's just, there are so many people who are struggling in their intimate relationships. Being entrepreneurial enough is hard. It's hard because we're misunderstood, we're misinterpreted, we're misrepresented. Most people are just going to misinterpret us. We're going to be underestimated for most of our lives. Most people don't get what it takes. That's just part of the game though. Like if you want to be in the top 5%, You can't live like the average 95%. You just can't. And so that's why I've created the communities of people that I've created because if you want to be great at something, you can't be average. You've got to think different. You've got to behave different. You've got to do something different. And this community is there because we're all a bunch of like-minded people that are out there trying to do something different and crush it. And that's why I appreciate all of you. I appreciate you sharing it because I just don't want people to go through a lot of the mistakes that I've made. And this is why I share these podcasts every day, Monday to Friday, because I don't want you to make the mistakes. So please learn how to communicate more effectively. Get to Thrive Time if you haven't already grabbed a ticket. We run them a couple of times a year. I guarantee you'll make the money back. You'll make the time back. You will probably save your marriage. You'll probably have better relationships with your kids and it'll just be a game changer for you. But yeah, I hope this episode helps in some way, shape or form. Driven mofos, keep kicking ass, have a great day, and I look forward to you joining me back here once again for another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. Keep crushing it.